Welcome to Rooflections, a limited series exclusively for Patreon supporters of RuPaul's Drag Race Recap. This week we're recapping Season 4, Episode 4, titled Queens Behind Bars. My name is Joe Batanz and I am joined, as always, by one alcoholic co-host. Please say... Welcome to Tuckahoe Prison, pretty lady. To my cyber boyfriend, Evan Ayers. Hello, Evan Ayers. How are you? Hello, hello, hello. How are you? Hello, hello. Girl, you look like the black Pee Wee Herman. <laughs> Come in the workroom, pants so high. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm good. I'm... I'm. It was very wet right now. I just walked home. Oh, why did uh, Dan come home and do something sexy? Dan's your boyfriend, by the way. For those of you who are yeah. new to Patreon, no, I'm. We're getting. We have the remnants of this stinky hurricane, and I walked like three miles home just now because it was so ex- too expensive to get an Uber. So I'm still drenched, but I'm great. Why was it too expensive to get an Uber? Because the rain. It so the rain. Like, it was oh, like it was like thirty five dollars for like an Holy Uber pool. Holy shit! Nobody for, for a pool. For a pool, $35. Wow. Yeah. Now, let me ask you this. You were all in love with this boyfriend of yours all weekend. You were like, hottest guy on the planet. I'm so lucky. Well, tell me about this. What, what's this newfound love for your boyfriend? We're happy. Wow. We're really happy. That's Sorry. <laughs> Why, who, who's asking for apologies? I don't know. You feel like you're saying it like it's a bad thing. Um, um, yeah, we just had like a nice... I mean, I... So I have been really busy recently with he's been traveling a lot mm-hmm. for work and then for like a little vacation. And then I am now working two jobs, as I mentioned. Yeah. So my weeks are I work like nine to six thirty. And then on Fridays, um, all day Saturday and all day Sundays, I work at a brunch restaurant. And it's, and it's, like, it's just a brunch just, restaurant. Well, it's a restaurant, but I work, I mean, I work, it's like a, it's a popular brunch spot. So it's one of those crazy, like, you know, they do bottomless mimosas and all that stuff. Do they have bottomless waiters? Uh, I don't know about that. Because we know that the gays love their brunch. Gays love brunch. Are you just getting hit on left and right? Yeah. But mostly by like straight girls. It's fun. I mean, I enjoy it. I, I'm good at it. I think it's so fun. It's a great way to like, I weirdly like feel really good after I work a shift because I'm just moving all the time. I love just like, I love interacting with people. It's a really, it's a fun industry. I can never do it full time. But this weekend, I got lucky and, and only had to work half of the day Saturday. So Saturday night, I got to go out and mm-hmm. spend the rest of the evening yeah. um, with my boyfriend and our two friends who are mm-hmm. a married couple. Um, and we just had a blast. And A straight I, married couple or a gay married couple? Gay married couple. And what did you guys do? Did, did it involve drinking? Yeah, of course. And were but you no, were you able know, to hold your liquor? Like it, I'm sorry? Were you able to hold your liquor? Yeah. Oh, I always hold it. I'm fine. Um, mm. It was, there was a, the, the married couple, one of them works with Dan and okay. they've been, they've been traveling for, for work together a lot. And so I've been hanging out with the husband. Mm-hmm. And so the four of us, like it was the first time we all gotten together and we always do like dinner nights and stuff. So um, it was just like a fun day. Would you so, ever yeah, sleep I mean, with the husband? What? Would you ever sleep with the husband? No, absolutely not. Because you don't want to, or because uh, it, it, you, you don't? You're not the kind of guy that cheats. Both. Oh, you don't want to. No. Would you ever? That's weird. Would you, would you ever force him with them? No. Oh. We, and the funny thing is that we all like we the one time the first time that we ever hung out like the the four of us we both secret the two sides obviously we both apparently were like. I had the same concerns. Like we were like, Dan and I were walking to their place and they were like, we were like, 
they think that we're going to sleep with them. Like we, we, cause they're like in their thirties. And so like, Oh you know, my been, God, they're so old. No, oh, not so Jesus old, but they've been together. They've been together for like th- uh, 13, 14 years. And mm-hmm. I don't know. They were just like very welcoming. Like, we don't know those people at the time. We didn't know them that well. Mm-hmm. And they apparently also at the same time were like freaking out. They're like, do these boys think they're coming over to like swing with us? Because like mm-hmm. that's not what they were into either. It just it was a very like funny thing. But are you into swinging? Would you with the right no, couple? Would you? No, no, no you're, I'm too you're, jealous. You're, you're oh, you're super monogamous. Yes. Um, but yeah, so I yeah, it's I probably was a little annoying on on with the mushy ship, but it was a fun weekend. I've had a really I was really productive. I got to spend some time out and I also made a lot of money and that's like really what I need to be doing. So yeah, I, I feel very good and very productive. Yeah. You were worried about your debt and whatnot. Oh, I'm still girl. That'll follow me for the next year. But oh, it's... really? Even no matter how, how much did you fuck? It was only two months. What were you doing? Well, it's not just two months, but I mean, I have regular bills that are always due between student loans, mm-hmm. car payments. Mm-hmm. I have credit cards. I mm-hmm. pay my phone bill. I pay my rent. I pay my, as anyone else in the world does that is mm-hmm. a grown person mm-hmm. uh, not like my problems are the only problems but yeah um it just stuff piles up where i would like back pay or i would like you know hold off on payments and it stuff adds up and yet you always make time for rupaul's drag race recap. i do and i'm so happy that we're doing this i will be honest with you joe um, yes. i'll be honest with you joe sure i listened to our first episode and i really enjoyed it yeah, I don't always episode. I don't always love listening to the show because I just, sometimes I get worried about it too much or I get mm-hmm. too much in my head. Yeah, it's so great watching or go so doing this with you now because we like have the time to watch the show we want to. Mm-hmm. We know the episode's amazing, mm-hmm. and I like it's. I, this has been really enjoyable so far. I don't know. As of today, you hadn't watched the episode. Have you, have you watched the episode? Yeah, I so ironically, I mean, of course, I obviously like no this stuff to begin with you know mm-hmm. like yeah like i i remember most of it anyway but actually so my walk home was about an hour and so despite it being pouring rain i like played it and i just uh-huh. like listened to most of it and i watched it when i needed to i'm caught up oh you're all caught up and uh we're gonna you know we're gonna talk about that episode in a bit but i want to tell you something i am going there's a couple of big things happening to me this week one <laughs> well i have that you know i go to a gay men's group therapy now uh, privacy issues forbid me from telling you too much about it, but it's a bunch of gay men, and we Thank go you. there and we <laughs> Thank have you group for therapy. respecting that. Yeah, we have group therapy. Okay, so I have that tonight. But I'm going to tell you something. It's always dramatic. It's oh, I can't only imagine. Oh my god, it's always dramatic. Like last week was so dramatic. Okay, uh, I, I wish like, I could tell you, but yeah, go ahead. Is it drama? Like internally or people just like come and like the things they talk about are dramatic both or, like both. oh my gosh both, yeah there's I, I think i can do this I think, let me see if there's a way i can do this without violating anyone's privacy um uh there, oh yeah i know i can do i can do there are people who have issues with you know because there's there are people who date someone uh with a 35 year age difference yeah, you thought you thought my guy that I'm seeing and I have a big age oh, difference. Thirty five age difference, Jesus yes, Christ! Thirty five year age difference. If you thought, oh, Joe and his guy have a huge age difference. Oh, thirty five years, right? Okay, but may I ask what the what's the age of the younger? I I, I don't want to get into that. Okay, but it rhymes with thirties. Okay, yeah, and uh, and then. Uh, then uh there you know there are people who have different uh diseases i will say that uh, are common or not common or commonly associated with gay men 
you know, okay. and they're living with that. Uh, there are a lot of people who came out late in life, like very late. Like they have children, were married for years, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, people who are like me, cradle gays, you know, they come in, but they've been in long term relationships, or Wait, maybe a they're cradle game. Cradle gay is a, is a is a person that came out when they were really young. Oh, like they didn't okay. come out. Like you're a cradle gay. Undo, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, and uh, and also because I robbed the cradle, but also also because my boyfriend belongs in a cradle. Uh, he's a keeper, a keeper in a cage. <laughs> uh, so, uh, yeah, and I mean, there's all sorts of problems. And, and last week, and I mean, I'll say this because it's not violating any privacy. The reason that last week was dramatic. Last week's um, meeting was actually fairly boring. We actually landed up talking about like um, the the Final Destination series for like half an hour. Like, no, nothing oh, really came up. No, I know, but then in the last. <laughs> In the last five minutes, like the the meeting's almost over, everyone's getting ready to go home. Some guy drops a huge bombshell, and we have to stay like twenty five minutes after. And then they locked us in the building because they thought, oh, well, the building closes at this time, and we were locked in the building, and we had to find a way out with like our flashlights on our iPhones because the lights were turned Shut off. Shut up! You're making this. I'm up. not making this up. No, listen to catching up from last week, and I, I talked about it. That's ridiculous. That's literally that. That's an episode of I've seen an episode of something I'm sure before. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So tonight I have right after this immediately I like just grab my keys and I leave and I go to men's group after this. So well, that's what's sure your going on. Charged. Yeah. And then tomorrow, I'm supposed to go out with ex boyfriend Cameron. Now here's <gasps> the- where are you going? Well, he won't listen to this. So I'll tell you. Um. Because it's a pro- but here's the deal. Before I even say anything, I'm going to tell you something. I'm not necessarily sure he's going to show up because what I did was I mailed him a postcard on September 1st, and it said meditate on the date September 8 Tuesday September 18th 2018 6 p.m. I'll pick you up at your place dressed like you're going for church. Okay, he's never said no. He's never said yes. There's been no response. Okay, so I'm just assuming we're going. But I would say there's a 50-50 chance we're not going. And what I'm curious to know what your uh, your current boyfriend thinks about this. You know, what's so funny is I thought we had spoken about this. Oh, right? boy, here we go. But then last night I brought it up and I go, did I tell you about this thing? And he was like, no. And I go, oh, well, let me then tell you about it. And I told him about it. And he was just like. Well, I just don't understand why you're doing this. And I go, well, we'd agree to see each other once a month. And he was like, okay. And I was like, does it bother you? And he goes, a little. And I go, I mean, it's not unreasonable for him to be bothered, though. I'd be bothered. I know. But then that's why last night when I said goodbye to him, I'm like, well, you know, we'll find out what he goes. And he goes, he, and then I said, uh, "I look. I go. I don't think Cameron's going to show up. I really think the the the, the chances are he's going to not. He, he forgot, or he was like, I'm not doing this, and then just as a dick and didn't. But I need that. I if he does that, it's actually strange. I win either way. I win if he shows up because he showed up, right? Or if he doesn't, then that's exactly what I needed to see. I needed to see because my whole thing is uh, that." 
he's just not that into me. He the word the words he says sound like he's into me, right? He says the words. He says I'm the person he's only ever loved. He'll never love anybody else. Blah 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 blah. Right? Yeah, yada yeah. yada yada. But the actions don't speak to that. And so if he if he doesn't show up for this, right? Mm-hmm. Then well then there you go. Actions speak louder than words, and I have the answer I need to know. Um, yeah. So anyway. Interesting. Yep. Lots of drama in the world of Joe well, Tans. The girl posted. I can't I wait will. to hear about this. You're gonna hear about it next week. The girls break up into teams and apply makeup on each other. Next, they participate in a sitcom acting challenge where Latrice proclaims her distaste for nuts while Kenya Michaels announces her love for a particular. Wait, can I tell you what I like to I think you missed the part. Didn't you skip like the whole do you know oh, how this? Shit. Do you know I'm how sorry. this? Do you know how this? Sh- Wait, I want to stop here for a second. You oh know, shit! I'm so, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You, I didn't have it. I I the thing was scrolled the wrong part. I'm wait, wait, so hold sorry, on, Joe. Hold please. on. You. I want to stop right here. It was a mistake. I'm I, sorry. Uh, hold on. I want to stop right here, and I think it's important uh, that we talk about this. How many episodes of uh had th- of this show have you done? A lot. So here's what I'm saying, though. I'm yeah. used to hearing. Mm-hmm. This week, the girls, blah, blah, blah. It just, it didn't, it didn't. I'm leaving. Get Someone get my purse. Where are you going? See, it's, it's the, see, Joe, the thing is that you are so consistent with, like, your broadcasting voice and, like, the way that you structure the show. For me not hearing, for me not hearing an awkward silence after I tell some stupid story or, like, you obviously pick the right time to, like, go silent and then go right into the beginning of the script and not hearing this week threw me off. I'm sorry. I'm a creature of habit as you were. This week, the girls break up into teams and apply makeup on each other. Next, they participate in a sitcom acting challenge where Latrice proclaims her distaste for nuts while Kenya Michaels announces her love for a particular order. Odor. Fifi orders to... Oh, Fifi orders Sharon Needles to return to her home city, and Sharon worries aloud about Fifi's exhaustion. Latrice shares a little about her time in prison before likening Christ to a bakery item, and the girls walk the runway in their best red carpet couture. Team Willem won the challenge, while Latrice Royale was named the individual winner of the challenge. In the end, Milan and Madame Laqueer were forced to go head-to-head in a lip-sync battle for their lives. Wigs flew across the stage, but... In the end, Milan was told, Shantae, you stay. And Madame Laqueer was ordered to ooh, sachet away. Evan Ayers, name two things you liked about this episode and one thing you did not. Um, first thing I liked about this episode was Latrice's mugshot. Yeah. Sometimes that haunts me in my dreams, and I think that is so underrated. Mm-hmm. Um, I also like that we get the, the beginning of the Michelle Visage hating green because mm-hmm. of... Madame LeCure wears this green dress and she doesn't like it. Um, just again, and this obvious, this whole episode is also full of stuff that I love. But the only thing I didn't like this episode, I hate Max Muchnick. <laughs> disappointing because I, Will and Grace is so good. Like I love yeah. Will and Grace so much. I was really disappointed that I found him to be insufferable on this. Yeah. Uh, let me tell you what I liked. Um, of course, I love the iconic fight between Fifi and uh, Sharon. Didn't realize how good that entire uh, Elimination Day segment is, because you have Latrice talking about her time in prison, you have the Jesus is a biscuit, let him sop you up 
song and then go right into you go right into uh, the fight which I didn't pull this but at the end you remember there's this awkwardness after the fight and then Kenya goes Jesus is a biscuit like and then everyone like <laughs> Jesus is a biscuit yeah and then everyone laughs because she broke the tension with that joke so uh, just oh, oh, oh yeah, yeah. Uh, other favorite thing Milan's oh time to go Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And then also, I love, I just love this. I don't really usually like the acting challenges, but I really like this one because Madame LaQueer and Kenya so don't get it. No, not at all. Like, why is Madame LaQueer who has, I don't think, I don't think Madame LaQueer knows she has an accent. She's speaking with an accent, like when she speaks normally or when she speaks? Yeah, when she speaks normally. Because then she says she's going to do a British accent. You know, I come, I I commend her because obviously she English is not her first language to begin with. I commend her for trying, but she fucked up by when someone told her it was bad, and she still did it anyway. And so I don't think she's that smart. No, and then uh, and then Kenya Michaels with the I like the smell. I just love it. And then um, you know what? Too this is another thing. I'm I'm usually not a big fan of um, uh, pit crew member Sean Morales. The but, one with the the one with the tattoo and like yeah. the the V, but yeah, he, he looked really, me. but he looked really good this episode. And I'm he's oh, not usually the, my the thing. Jumpsuit, yeah, he's not usually my thing. And I was like, what? What are these feelings I'm having for him? What I didn't like, you know, what's funny? You didn't like uh, Max Muchnick. I didn't like. I've never liked Billy B. I don't like oh, Billy. I B. forgot. I mean, I forgot, but like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot. But he was kind of a jerk. And then also, who's this random girl that was there? No, Santina Rice. No, explain where Santina Rice is. This is just well, this Bill, random chick. Billy B being on the show at that time was a huge deal, though. Not that he's not a big deal anymore, but that was like the height of his like Billy with Gaga and stuff. I think like he was a. I think that was a big ticket item for them at that time. I don't know who this girl is, though. It's funny, and we'll get into this as we go into the show. It's funny, you know, we saw season five, and season five is obviously where they sort of cement the structure of the show as we know it now, because all these weird, as I was writing it, because, you know, when I write the show, when I write the script for the show, are you okay? I think we just lost it. Sorry, I just sneezed really loud, and I tried to mute before I sneezed, and I whacked it with my hand. Ugh. Go on. Anyway, What's the structure of the show. The structure of the show has pretty much been set, okay, at by season five. But the the structure is because writing the script. You know, I've only written the script for episodes season five and beyond. This is the first pre season five episode script I've ever written, and it doesn't follow the traditional format. Uh, um, there are some differences, and so that was weird to see in this episode. And and, and there's a, a point of um, there's a point I'm going to ask you actually very coming up next. About because I think I think we may have seen also another iconic moment that wasn't a big deal, but maybe you can tell me. But here we go. After the princess's elimination, it's the next day, and the girls enter the workroom. Uh, enter the workroom in what seems to be the start of a show tradition. Dita Ritz is given the honors of wiping off the lipstick mirror message. Meanwhile, Sharon Needles gloated about her second win, while a bitter Fifi O'Hara gave some serious side eye. I'm going to stop right here for a second. I have a question. Because the reason I, I put this in the script is Dita's in the workroom and they're all talking about the princess and she's gone, blah, 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 blah. And they go, well, Dita, since you went up against her, why don't you have the honors? Was this uh-huh. not always a thing where the person who got eliminated wiped the lipstick off? It was not always the case. And I don't actually remember if they even showed 
if they always showed them wiping it off. Because if you notice, comparatively to the current seasons, they always go backstage and do this moment immediately after yes. the, ru- the runway. This yes. is like the next day. Yeah, that's why I'm saying this. This is a, yeah. This is so I don't. I don't. And I think because that lip sync was so big, the Natalie Cole one. You remember mm-hmm. this? Is like yeah. one of the most. I would argue the best lip sync in this the series of the show ever was when Dita sent the princess home and to this will be in front of Natalie Cole. Yeah, I think that being such a big moment and also yeah i think that kind of led it into being a tradition because yeah previously it was not always the case so maybe we just saw the birth of what is now a tradition right here when dina ritz wipes off the the which is uh, kind of funny because yeah. like how uh how unmemorable really is dina ritz <laughs> except for starting one of the biggest traditions of the show i know which is funny because she goes pretty far not super far top, but she's she top five that's top pretty five. far yeah Anyway, all was interrupted, though, when RuPaul entered the workroom to announce this week's mini-challenge. For today's mini-challenge, you'll be posing for a memorable mugshot. (laughs) Now, you'll be working in pairs, so pick your favorite partner in crime. Oh, and one little detail. Instead of doing your own makeup, you'll be responsible for painting your partner's face. Oh, God! <laughs> God Madame LaQueer is so extra. Anyway, Madame LaQueer and Willem, which, by the way, Willem did not want to be with Madame LaQueer. I actually couldn't understand. Well, well wait, 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 I'm jumping ahead of myself. Madame oh. LaQueer and Willem were named the winners of the challenge, which gave them a distinct advantage in the upcoming main challenge, Evan. Why was it? Because it wasn't totally clear to me. Why was it that Willem was forced to go with Madame LaQueer? I think they just had to pick someone to work with. And I think it was the luck of the draw that like everyone was paired up except for like they were the last two remaining, you know, but doesn't that kind of say something that no one wanted to work with Willem either? Well, well, no one wanted to work with Willem and you see him kind of be an asshole later on in the episode and no one wanted to work with Madame LaQueer because she is not good. Yeah, so the cha- so you heard what the challenge was. They had to do each other's yep. makeup and then take these mug shots. It was a very visual challenge, so there wasn't really much yep. to play. But uh, Evan, why don't you tell us about it? Tell us what your thoughts were, what you liked about it, what you didn't like about it. Yeah, so the the challenge itself was they had two stage mug shots, and they they did each other's makeup, and the person actually did the photographing. And again, the one thing that I liked the most about it was Latrice's ridiculous one with like with her tit hanging out and the buck tooth. Um, and then Willem and Madame LaQueer won because of Willem. Willem was clever enough to um, take blue makeup and do like the dye pack for when yeah. you rob a bank, mm-hmm. which is definitely why they won. I thought that was funny. Um, I think Sharon Needles and Chad Michaels were paired together and they did really well. Yeah, I thought they did. I was actually, I was actually thinking they might win because it was. So I, well, I think they would have won if, if Willem didn't have the foresight to do the 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 die pack or the producers knew that that would be a mess having Madame McQueer as a keen captain oh, on a you're challenge. Right. You're right. That's where you start to wonder like, Oh, would you like, cause obviously they're setting up one person who is a professional actor or he mm-hmm. wants you to think he is. And then one who is far from it. That's a very I- good point because later I was thinking, it's so funny that you say that I was thinking that the producers, I guess we'll get more into this later. I was thinking during the lip sync, that the producers really wanted to send Madame LaQueer home. And that's why they put Milan in the bottom. Because I actually felt Kenya should have been in the bottom with Madame LaQueer. Hondo P. They could have, should have put Ken on the, Kenya in the bottom. Absolutely. Milan, I Milan think Kenya, wasn't that bad. I think Kenya bad. should have been. Sorry, we'll get there again. Yeah, it wasn't. Milan wasn't that bad. And Kenya yeah. was far worse. And her outfit, not Kenya's outfit was great. Like, it should have been Kenya. And I was thinking, like, why was Milan in the bottom, too? 
Well, and they and again they stress that they stress that McQueer was in the bottom because of her green dress. Like RuPaul's not going to send someone home for wearing a green dress. Like they were, I think they were just looking for reasons to get rid of her. Yeah. Uh, after the main challenge, RuPaul announced this week's main. I'm sorry. After the mini challenge, RuPaul announced this week's main challenge. For this week's main challenge, you'll be starring in the new TV sitcom. Hot in Tuckahoe. It's about four best squirrel friends who keep getting arrested and sent to jail. You'll be competing in two groups. Willem, Madame Lequeer, since you won the mini challenge, you'll be team captains. The team captains Willem and Madame Lequeer drew names from a box and the teams broke down as follows. On team Madame Lequeer, you have Kenya Michaels, Sharon Needles, Dita Ritz, and Milan. And on team Willem, you have Latrice Royale, Chad Michaels, Jiggly Caliente, and Fifi O'Hare. Now, there's no discussion point, Evan, but is because we're going to have a long time before we have another discussion point. Is there anything you wanted to say? Anything that we yeah. missed? Yeah, go ahead. When did Rue design shoes? There was a weird brief time where she was doing this shoe thing. By the way, it was the ugliest shoes. Well, that was my, again, by no means am I a fashion icon, but I was not obsessed with those shoes. Yeah, no, they were not cute at all. And I was like, what the fuck is going on here? Like, those are the ugliest shoes. No, But by the way, uh, I think my cousin Natalie is listening right now. I saw her in the list on the list earlier. I don't know if she's still there. I am obsessed with you. Yeah, Natalie is a designer for Mattel. And I know she can never talk about what she works on. But I know after it comes out, she can talk about it. She puts like years into one doll. Like one doll is yeah. years and years and years of just constant work and design. Okay? At Mattel. And I imagine, too, in fashion, it's the same way that you're putting, like, your blood, sweat, and tears into just, like, eight looks for that season or something like that. You have a team of people who work with you and stuff, you know? Which really, side note, before you continue, which really also puts it in perspective for these shows like Drag Race or Product Romy where you have to create something, like, in a moment, like, within a day. Yeah. It makes, the ones that do really succeed it, it makes it that much better, but it also, it brings fairness to the ones that don't always land but go on so do you think rupaul is really designing shoes no he's not churning the chocolate to make his goddamn chocolate bar either but no. his name was on it i think <laughs> you know what i think it is i think they have they, like a company comes to him and says we want to make shoes and put your name on it and then he gets to choose the design because he might say like you know what that design, I want to see more toe. I don't know how shoe people talk, right? And yeah. uh, maybe if the heel like, were a little better, this was just color. But he's not fucking designing the shoe. No, fuck no. He, yeah, he's, he's not doing any of that. That's, and someone even brings that up. Um, they're talking about, maybe it was Kelly Mantle. They talk about the, the irony of RuPaul like, judging, being the face of Drag Race. RuPaul doesn't, hasn't done his own makeup in years. Hasn't done his own RuPaul wigs in years. Yeah. No, you're right. Has not done it in years and years and years. But that's part of being this figure, whatever. But anyway, so my point was, I had no idea that he did shoes, and I'm surprised that he hasn't like tried to pick it up now because like drag is so popular now that that that, I think is a bigger market for that than there is a six dollars salted caramel chocolate bar. Well, I think also like he could probably get a bigger shoe company to put his name on the line of shoes. He could get Nike. Yeah, not to get political, but that wasn't really political. Over on Team Madame Lequeer, the girls got to work rehearsing their lines. As Madame Lequeer worked on her strange British accent, Sharon Needles worked to help Kenya Michaels with her diction, which led to Milan giving some advice to Madame Lequeer. Go over this word with me a couple times. Tuckahoe. 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 Slower. Tuckahoe. Tuckahoe. Okay. 
soliciting. A minor. A minor. Minor, minor, okay. You gonna let her take over this or are you gonna mm -hmm. let her direct? Mm -hmm. Did she ask you if she could help or? During the table visit with RuPaul, Madame LaQueer did little to impress RuPaul. Team Madame LaQueer. Hi, Ru. Madame, are you a good director? I wrote and directed a play myself twice. Oh boy. Milan, you're an actor. How is Madame LaQueer as a director? Um, I think she's a little laid back. She could be a little bit more uh, directorial with her approach, but uh, we seem to be doing a great job. Okay, all right, all right. During the filming in front of RuPaul and Will and & Grace co-creator Max Muchnick, Dita Ritz impressed the judges, Milan kept looking at the sky, Sharon had trouble taking direction, and Kenya Michaels had trouble understanding her lines. Can I talk about something? Oh, yeah, go ahead. What? Can I make a point? I just thought, I just thought of this. Back in season 10, I got a lot of crap for, for defending Cameron Michaels. Remember when Cameron Michaels had this big thing about not wanting to talk about how she impersonates Cher regularly and then won the Cher challenge. Yeah. This is where you start to see, like you see Queens like Milan who Milan and Willem who say that they're like amazing actors. The people who come in so strong and so hot with these, like, Oh, I'm a professional, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. Are the ones that suck the most of these challenges. I don't think Cameron was that stupid for in season 10 for not wanting to admit that she does, that she does share. Cause if she bombed it, she would look even worse. If Milan didn't talk about how much of big of an actress she was, she maybe wouldn't have looked that terrible. And she was in the bottom too. Milan has done some acting work too, right? Isn't she the other one as an actor? I mean, she says it, but yes. she actually has real credits and stuff. Like yes. That. Milan actually probably has better credentials than Willem. Willem's what? like that, that oh, friend. Wait, hold that... on. But Willem and Shangela are in your movie that you're so excited are coming up. Oh, oh God. Don't even talk about that. <laughs> They're in uh, a star is born with Lady I'm Gaga so and Bradley Whitford. I'm so excited for that. Um, but yeah, that was just my thought. I, I don't know. For some reason, I, I, one of the f notes that I, I what wrote. What would you do if I had tickets to the premiere and an extra ticket? I would literally be there right now. Don't even talk. You don't like, have money, though. What? I'd, I'd find money for that. You'd find money to fly to Los Angeles because it'd be such an expensive ticket. Once in a lifetime, bitch. I'll make it work. I would, I would literally, I would, I would go to my day job every day. I would pick up every shift at both restaurants mm -hmm. nonstop. If that's what it took, I would do that in a heartbeat. To go to the premiere of A Star Is Born. Yeah, Bradley Cooper was just here. Um, he was at he went to Georgetown, and I were you talking I, to the microphone, please? I'm sorry. Um, Bradley Cooper was just in D.C. at Georgetown for a movie premiere of it, and I work in Georgetown, so I almost went to it, but I, I couldn't make it over there in time. Anyway, here we go. Anyway, Kenya Michaels had trouble understanding her lines. Action. When was the last time you washed this thing? I mean, I nearly gagged at the stench. Hmm, I kind of like the smell. Remind me of high school gym class. Cut. You are doing a one-woman show out there. You just seem like a crazy person that's talking to yourself. Okay, okay. I nearly gagged on that on that stench I can't look like the smell cut Kenya you like the smell of the beaver so don't hold your nose you love the beaver meanwhile team leader Madame Laqueer seemed to have trouble taking a note from Max Muchnick wait 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 are we talking about beavers or 
Can you do the the ew as Lucille Ball though? Ooh. Do it like that. That is a wrap. Evan, can you do the Lucille Ball like, Yeah, like, why couldn't she do it? And the, the, the thing is, like, <laughs> there's no words coming out of her. Like, there's no inflection. Just, like, Yeah, like, the mean? person's doing it for you. All you have to do is Gagging go, Ugh. is, like, that, that, type of, that type of inflection is universal. There's, you know, it's yeah. like he's not asking to roll the R or something in a Spanish word. Can you roll your R's? Not honestly, no. Can you say burrito? Burrito, burrito. Oh, that's no. pretty good. That's pretty. That's not bad. Burrito, burrito. I. That, that's pretty bur- good. That's not bad. I'm not lying. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so can I tell you a funny story real quick? Yeah. My roommate Fernanda is the one lives here. Her mom is visiting this for this week. Mm-hmm. She's staying with us. And her mom doesn't speak any English, and she's so nice, and she's like been cooking for me all week, and just she's like so lovely. But again, speaks no English. And so I've been trying so hard to like speak Spanish, just like kindly, like, oh, thank you, or blah, blah, blah. My dumbass sounds so stupid. Don't Google I'm, Translate. Well, yes, no, I know I, I can I can do it, but just like I, I get in my head so much. It's like about like how it sounds. Mm-hmm. I'm, tr- I'm trying, though, but it's funny that you just asked me to roll my arm. I As used to were. have a guy. I don't know how he literally. I do not know how he did it. I've tried to replicate it. I had what? a guy that when he used to give me head, he could essentially roll his R's while he was giving me head, and it would do like this flutter on my the head of my dick, and it was fucking amazing. I do not know how he did it. It is a trick to this day. I've never been able to re- replicate. Damn trick and a treat. Yep. Here we go on the main stage. We got to see the final product. Of all the stupid things, Rose, why did you show up at the Justin Bieber concert in this ridiculous costume? Justin Bieber? Oh, I thought you said we were going to a Dressin' Beaver concert. By the way, I thought they mixed a name from Golden Girls and Designing Women. Because Julia is from Designing Women and Rose is from Golden Girls. When was the last time you washed this thing? I mean, I nearly gagged at the stench. Mmm, I kind of like the smell. Remind me of high school gym class. Welcome to Takao Prison, pretty lady. Stay here, you were arrest for soliciting a minor. That was so mortifying. I... Accidentally spilled my bloody berry on Rose. So I asked for a young man for his napkin for me to wipe my friend's tiki beaver. What? I forgot about, not forgot, but like in, inside my, my, what I love about Drag Race the most sort of stupid things like the napkin. My my friend George and I have not said napkin to each other in probably six years because it's of this nap, because of this nap, episode napkin. Madame Lacroix has given me some good good inside Drag Race stuff like yeah. napkin. His uncle when he rolled his ankle, my uncle. Did somebody God, say her. Beaver? Finally, a big strong man who could get us all off. Oh. Now let's all put our heads together. 
and get this thing licked. <laughs> well, it's not going to lick itself. And my beaver is dirty. Are we talking about beavers or... Okay, so that was Madame Laqueer. Any thoughts on the Madame Laqueer, the final product, everything? What were your thoughts, Evan Harrison? Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm honestly really am surprised that, um, that Kenny wasn't in the bottom for this one. Well, they didn't do the thing that they do now where, like, because actually, if you, I didn't play it, but when you actually listen to they're all kind of politely laughing. But nowadays, it would have been, like, the full-on crickets and everyone's, you um, know, like, you know true. where they are. Yeah. But uh, that was not very good. Well, what's funny yeah. is, go ahead. Oh, it's, again, what's with, like, I'm just thinking about in season six and the next season when you get April Carrion, who, like, has to play the Butch character. Mm-hmm. It's like, why? You're setting yourself, someone must be, like, telling them to do this, you know? Setting them up to fail. But, did, what, but, but, but when, Kenya, when did Kenya Michael think she was being Butch But, there? The, but Willem when? assigned her that character. Not Willem, sorry. Madame Lequeer assigned her as the Butch character. I I get the impression. I don't know if this is true. Maybe mm-hmm. I'm just being suspicious here, but... I get the impression that they did not like each other at all. Like because Kenya previously, and, and okay. in a previous episode, Kenya like didn't pick Madame Laqueer for a challenge or a team. Mm-hmm. And she was like, I do not like this, this Madame Laqueer because she did not represent Puerto Rico on New Puerto Rico. You know, she talks about how she doesn't like her. And then maybe Madame Laqueer was like trying to get back at Kenya for doing that by giving her a role that she knew she couldn't do. Well, I do know from my other drag race, uh, my no drag race knowledge. <laughs> what is it again? Will you please shut the fuck up with your no drag knowledge mouth? Yeah. Because knowledge no, comes from your mouth, not your brain. My no drag, drag knowledge mouth. I happen to know that the way Puerto Rico has traditionally worked is that they have sent the Puerto Rican queens basically have their own little like clique or pageant and they decide who's going to be the Puerto Rican queen that goes to the show. Yes. And maybe Madame Laqueer sort of maybe they, maybe Kenya was the person that they chose would go on the show, and Madame Laqueer sort of like also came onto the show. So like Kenya's like, well, you you didn't follow the rules. Does that make sense? Like, why are you yeah. here? It's supposed to be just one of us. I don't know. I'm just making this up if, if what you're saying is true. I, no, I but it's. I mean, I've heard that. I've heard that as well about um, about Puerto Rican queens. So that wouldn't surprise me at all that they were kind of competing internally. Yeah. All right, uh, on Team William, Willem, Jiggly doesn't know what the word horticulture means, and Sharon throws shade at William, at William, at Willem's unmitigated ego during the table visit with RuPaul. Hey, kids. Hi. Team Willem, you have a lot of TV experience, don't you? Yeah, if you name a cop show in the past 10 years, I've probably been on it. And what role are you playing? Karen. Oh, is that the slutty one? She's man crazy. <laughs> and why'd you choose that for yourself? I'm very Samantha, and I was on Sex and the City with Samantha, so that kind of works. Really? You gotta hear Willem either. And she's like, well, I was on Sex and the City. Uh-huh. <laughs> you gotta do. That's what you gotta do, honey. During the filming with RuPaul and Max Muchnick, the judges continuously get Willem's name wrong, and Latrice Royale wins the judges over with her delivery of a now iconic catchphrase. Oh, I like him honey-coated. Oh, I like mine raw. Get those nuts away from my face. Latrice, have a good time. Okay. Get those nuts away from my face, and then give. look at the camera. There you go. <laughs> I mean, you give us... I mean, honey, you could do that for a half an hour, and they would laugh. Oh, uh, well, I'm going to let you have it now. Okay. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> 
action. Get those nuts away from my face. <laughs> On the main stage, we finally get to see the final product. Of all the dumb ideas, Rose, what made you think that we could break into a nut farm in the middle of the night? Well, Julia, I was having such a bad day, and the only thing I could think of to make me feel better was a big mouthful of Mr. Happy's Tasty Nuts. Welcome to Tuckahoe Prison for Ladies. Says here you were caught hiding in the hedges. Mmm. Well, hello, gorgeous. I'd like to let you hide in my hedges any day. I beg your pardon, but I am not into horticulture. Hey, guard, you seem like a gal that loves nuts. Back off, chickpea. I'm allergic to nuts. Tried them once, almost gagged to death. Did someone say nuts? Finally, a big, strong man who can get us all off. No one needs to go to jail for liking nuts. Why well, have a huge sack? Right here. Oh, me first. Give me. Hey, get those nuts away from my face. Wait a second. Are we still talking about peanuts or? Ew. Significantly better. Oh, significantly better. Like significantly. Fifio Hera is great in acting challenges. Yeah, but you know they're all actually pretty good. Like even Jiggly Caliente is not bad. Obviously, they're Therese all good. Is great. Yeah, they're all good. You know what I like about this? If I may, real quick, I just thought yeah. of this too. I'm thinking about this as this goes, but I love that the Latrice doing so well in this challenge is kind of uh, the story of her going to jail, whatever, and like if this was on a current season, it would have been the most ridiculous, like not ridiculous, but like, you know what I mean? They, they would have pushed oh, it so oh, hard. I, see. I know what you're it saying. I know what you know you're what saying. I mean? And not that I don't appreciate what things that they talk about, but you know, what I mean? there's such a difference in like the, the message and the, the MO of the show between four and yeah. Let, 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 let's do, let's do a practice round. Okay. Let's do what we're doing makeup and then just be like, do one of those obvious drag race transitions now. Okay. <laughs> Doing makeup. Hey, um, wait, wait um, Joe, Joe, yeah. how are you, how's it going over there? Can I borrow some of your eyeliner? Yeah, sure. Here you go. I, oh, also, while you're passing it to me, can I tell you about the time that I was raped by my uncle that had HIV? Yeah. So, like, it was just crazy thing where, like, I just, like, didn't know that, like, you couldn't have sex with your uncle. But, like, you know, I'm from, like, a small town. And so I just thought that, like, you know a bird in the bush and whatever in my bush was what I got but it's crazy also do you have lip liner yeah I do but Evan your uncle molested you I mean it was only like six times but like yeah is that weird uh, so who else who else has struggled with molestation uh did I ever tell you about the time that I actually molested kids oh my god are you my uncle yes I'm your uncle. <laughs> like, like that's literally what it is. Yeah. Um, okay. But you know what I mean? No, you know, like, it's like, I mean, Latrice kills it ob- like objectively. He does a really good job and deserves mm-hmm. to win this challenge. But um, the storyline is obviously cool and yeah. not forced. Well, actually, but, but 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 before we get into that, why don't we talk about what did you think about Team Willem? What did you think about the performance? Jiggly. There really wasn't much drama with Team Willem. Uh, Willem was totally full. But Willem actually delivered like... 
yeah, Willem, Willem gave a little bit of shade to match Max at one point. Yeah. Um, I liked that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's kind of obnoxious. But yeah, I, I think Jiggly actually did very well. Mm-hmm. Chad Michaels also. Which is funny, because Chad Michaels acted really well here, but couldn't act for shit in that fucking All-Stars 3 bit in the beginning. What was the All-Stars? Uh, oh, you know, the, oh, yeah, the yeah, first, yeah, yeah. Oh, bitch. Yeah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but no, far superior. Much better to have much better team. And um, yeah, this is a, this is a great acting challenge. It's very funny. It it's is silly and it's campy enough that like it makes sense. You know what I mean? It, it was this was a, a challenges like this are why I think we got seasons like seven that were so heavy on like team and acting challenges yeah. because this was so good. Well, also, you know what's funny is. It, well, actually, you don't get a lot of Jiggly and Chad Michaels time, but a lot of the queens that you don't really get to hear from, you, you get to see a lot more of them in this episode. Like, I don't think yeah. we've really seen much of Madame Laqueer. We hadn't seen much of Kenya Michaels, um, especially as characters in the show. We got to see more of that. We got a little bit of every single person. Like I said, not a lot of Jiggly, not a lot of Chad, but that's okay because they're big in other episodes. But it, it was yeah, Chad. Chad is like Chad's arc in this season is like I think he kind of builds up to being a bigger force he's kind of not even though he won the second challenge but i think he was kind of non-existent in the beginning yeah yeah yeah. all right it's elimination day and the girls get ready for the runway latrice royale shares uh, about her time in prison before bursting into a gospel number latrice can you take us to church Whoa, Jesus is a biscuit We're going to talk a lot about this, but did you have anything else to say about Latrice Royale's time in prison and the gospel number and everything? Did you say everything you wanted to say about that? Um, I think so. I mean, I I, aside from it just being like a a terrible thing to have happened to him, but yeah, I think the the irony of this all was was good. You know what I mean? They don't really get into it in the episode. I think Latrice actually talked about it on her episode of What's the Tea with um, Rue and Michelle. But I think it was for like credit card fraud or something like that, right? Isn't oh, it? no, she was she was pulled over and she she sold Molly. Oh, is that what it was? She, she was arrested for like a, a not low level drug offense, but like she was she had it was like intent to distribute or something, and she like had Molly on her, yeah. Oh, but okay. she was pulled over. Uh, but yeah. Anyway. All right. Later, Sharon Needles attempts to explain herself to Fifi O'Hara about Sharon selling Fifi out during the previous challenge. But Fifi wasn't having it, which leads to one of, if not the most, iconic workroom fights in the history of the show. What's up? Well, I don't know if any of the other girls have said anything about it, but I'd rather have you hear it for me now before it turns into much bigger than it was. In the last runway... I was pretty sure I was in the bottom two. Uh-huh. So I brought you up. I felt that you kind of pushed me into, you know, just doing my spooky look and that it was irresponsible. I thought it was kind of sloppy just to... Because I told you to do something that you're good at? Well, I wanted RuPaul to know that if she wanted to say that I just kept turning out the same look, it was because you just wanted us to be As a team leader, what my... we always are. You're an adult. You could have came up to me and said, you know what, I don't want to do this. I was being realistic. Realistic was, was, was bullshit because I picked out a character for you to sit there and do, and you did it great. You obviously won the goddamn challenge. Because because, because of, of me. Because I told you hmm. to go in your closet and dig out that goddamn gothic look. 
So congratulations, you're welcome, because I was the one that sat there and picked that out for you. Okay, well, if you think that I won Sharon, because of, of you, you, you are wrong. Then what? what it's what'd my you talent do? that gets me to win. Sharon, you know what? You are not even on the same level as me, so get the fuck that's out of right, my face. That's right, because you've won nothing. That's because you've won nothing. Go back your only one look that you got. Oh, I have one look? Tired-ass showgirl. Fuck that you. Showgirl. At least I am a showgirl, bitch. Go back to Party City where you belong. I'm the fucking future of drag. You look fucking 20 years ago. Oh, girl, please. I tried to talk to you like a sister, and I tried to talk we to you like a grown-up. We are sisters, though, so I don't ever want you talking to me. All right, Evan Ayers. Probably, so. Yeah? Do you want my thoughts on this? I want your thoughts on this. I mean, come on, this is, this is, I mean, if you're going to talk to drag race fans, this moment right here is in the top five most iconic moments in the show. Iconic, iconic. Um, yeah, I mean, amazing, amazing TV. But have you have you seen? I feel like as much as we don't like this Johnny McGovern, um, that mm-hmm. show of his, Hey Queen, really spills some tea about a lot of these things. Mm-hmm. Um, have you have you ever watched Vivi O'Hara's episode of that show? No. She basically confirms that although this is iconic, this was all scripted. And you believe that, that. That no, that that her and Sharon both knew that like this would be good television. This is what they had to do. Like, I mean they 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 were completely playing this game the whole time. You believe that. Um, I I don't I believe that there was tension between the two of them, and I believe that they both did not see eye to eye. I think Fifi was a probably awful on set, was not the greatest like person to be around, but I do believe that they were both smart enough to know. I think Sharon was smart enough to know that she would come out of this looking better than Fifi would. Um, but yes, they both talked about how like they both kind of hammed this up a little bit. It's a, but do, like what's amazing about it though, is that like go back to party city where you belong, like objectively, like that doesn't make any sense, but it is top five big, best things that ever been said on drag race, you know? Yeah. Um, so good. And mm-hmm. the, the irony too of it, like the, for me, at least if you've looked at their career since the, this air, they've kind of switched personas aesthetically. Like Sharon is very much like not glamor, but she's, you know, doing like the Marilyn Monroe. She does like the simple makeup with the blonde hair. Fifi does this crazy cosplay stuff. And she's like totally like costumey or, you know, it's more of a, it's uh, this character that like is not by any means a showgirl. So it's funny watching it now because they both have changed so much, but yeah, this is good ass stuff. This is good TV. You know, one of the things I um, noticed when I was watching it again is Fifi kind of has a right to be angry. Explain. Sharon is going up to her and saying, I just want you to know I sold you, I threw you under the bus on the main stage because I was gonna, I thought I was going to be put in the bottom two, so I decided to blame you. Watch, l- l- let me play it again. We're not going to do the whole thing, but let's, let's l- listen to the beginning. Because I think the beginning gets overshadowed by the end. Watch, listen. What's up? Well, I don't know if any of the other girls have said anything about it. Okay, so she already knows. Okay, I better tell, I better have to Fifi about this. I'd rather have you hear it from me now. I'd rather hear it, have you hear it from me. Do you say that when you haven't done anything wrong? No, here we go. Before it turns into much bigger than it was. Yeah. In the last runway, I was pretty sure I was in the bottom two. It's such a bad chop, though, by the way. Did you hear that? Yeah, yeah, I heard the chop. But I was pretty sure I was in the bottom two. Uh-huh. So I brought you up. I felt that you kind of pushed me into, 
you know, just doing my spooky look and that it was irresponsible. I thought it was kind of sloppy just to... Because I told you to do something that you're good at. Which is true. She said... But she didn't do... But Fifi didn't do that for her because she wanted her to exceed, to excel, you know? I, I don't to, know. I'd have to pull up the episode. But, but who cares? The point is, Fifi is sitting there just doing her makeup, my hair own business. Sharon walks up to her and says, I might as well tell you this. I don't know if you've talked to the other girls, but when I could, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to paraphrase on purpose, but I was afraid I was going to be in the bottom two. So I threw you under the bus because I, cause she was, she didn't know she was going to win. She thought she was going to be in the bottom two. And so she was blaming Fifi, not realizing that. So in other words, if you're going to put blame on Fifi, because she made her do that look, but then she wins up, she ends up winning, then that means Fifi gets the credit. It reminds me of my tutoring days. I always said this, and people ask me about tutoring. If a kid, if I tutor a kid and he jumps up 200 points, he takes all the credit. But if I tutor a kid, he drops 100 points, I get all the blame. Right? True. It's the same thing here, where Sharon thought that she was going to be in the bottom two, so she threw Fifi under the bus. But on in in the the opposite way of thinking, that means Fifi deserves all the credit. And I think that's where... Okay, let's move on here. Watch. Well, I wanted RuPaul to know that if she wanted to say that I just kept turning out the same look, it was because you just wanted us to be... As a team leader. So in other words... So in other words... Sharon is admitting that she told I told RuPaul that if she if, if RuPaul was going to tell me I'm always turning the same looks I wanted her to know because you made me do it we always are you're an adult you could have came up to me and said you know what I don't want to do this I was being realistic realistic was, was bullshit pl- because I-, I picked out a character for you to sit there and do and you did it great you obviously won the goddamn challenge because because, because of, of me because I told you hmm. to go in your closet and dig out that goddamn gothic look see in, in other words Fifi's right Fifi is right here. If Sharon is saying, I blamed you because you made me do something I didn't want to do because I thought I was going to be in the bottom two. So I was throwing you under the bus. Or I blamed you because I did. Uh, yeah, I can see. I, I can see her. I, it would be one thing if Sharon didn't tell Fifi that like she said this in the first place. Okay. Who cares? You know? Yeah. But I feel Fifi's not wrong. I think if anything, if anything has been made very clear, history has been on the side of Fifi O'Hara recently. What I'm saying here is, here's my point. Either Sharon, Sharon's going to be always wrong here. Either she was lying on, she threw Fifi under the bus on a lie because she thought she was going to be in trouble. And then therefore she does deserve all the, Sharon secretly deserves all the credit for the win because she lied, but that sucks that she lied and threw someone under the, uh, uh, someone blameless under the bus on the main stage because she thought she was in trouble. Or she really did believe that Fifi made her wear that outfit, but then Sharon won the challenge, so Fifi does deserve the credit, and Fifi is saying, you won because I did, and then Sharon gets mad because she said that she won only because of her. So congratulations, you're welcome, because you see, I was exactly. the one that sat there and picked that out for you. You're right. That's what that's what Sharon just accused her of doing. Okay, well, if you think that I won because Sharon, of you, you, you are wrong. 
No, because Sharon was going to say, if, if, if Sharon was in the bottom two, she was going to say it was because Fifi put her there. So if that's the case, then the inverse is true. That Sharon won because Fifi made her do it. It's Which my one talent that gets me to win. Sharon, you know what? You are not even on the same level as me. Now that's where you get into crazy shit here. Okay. Well, Matt, and this, right. is where, this is where the conversation of their discussion is always like memored, you know? Yeah. Like yeah, it, yeah. it favors, it favors Sharon because this it is where it starts yeah, to. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Get the fuck won, out of my you, face. That's because Go you've won nothing. Go back your only one look that you got. Oh, I have one look? Tired ass showgirl. Fuck that you. Showgirl. At least I am a showgirl, bitch. Go back to Party City where you belong. I'm the fucking future of drag. And she's right there. Fucking 20 years ago. Oh, girl, please. I tried to talk to you like a sister, and I tried to talk we to you like sisters, a grown-up. We though, so I don't ever want you talking to me. Oh, Lord. Okay. Oh, drama and conflama. Drama and conflama. Okay, here we go. Let's now, Evan. You know what time it is, right? Oh, the looks. Uh, 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 uh. I don't remember any of these looks. Uh, if you click on the link on the script, you'll see it. Yeah. All right. Now it's time for the looks. From, this is the song from season four, correct? Uh-huh. This is the first RuPaul song I ever really heard. Okay. Uh, first up, we... Um, oh! What? Chad Michaels. Chad Michaels. All right. What do you think of this look, Evan? She's giving us Florence and the Machine realness. Uh, Chad is wearing a red wig and this, like, s- silver metallic... It's a bodysuit, but it's also got this like sheer skirt. Um, this is stunning. This is one of the better looks she's ever had. I feel like. Would you agree? It's horrible. You don't like it? No. Oh my gosh, that's really upsetting. I think she looks amazing. Uh, next up is Dita Ritz, who is wearing a sequins. Um, I wouldn't even call it a dress. What would you call that? A napkin? A napkin? <laughs> <laughs> that Actually, is you, you there find is, that more it's almost like a a flapper with no skirt it's weird it's like a weird oh, outfit it's, yeah it's like a flapper that flapped and oh god it's terrible dita ritz was not known for her looks tell you what and that thirsty ass wigs to quote mm-hmm. donna sugars and that dry ass make what what did freaking um ashambian dita ritz look a mess the awful ass wig and that badass makeup i mean she like if she was on a current season, there would be no way she'd make it make it alive without this. She looks terrible. Horrible. Jiggly looks. Jiggly is wearing a Forever Twenty One or Wet Seal yellow dress. Like just looking at this, like you and I know nothing about fashion, Joe. No. You can tell this is like off the rack. It's awful, right? It's awful off the rack. It's awful the rack. It's awful. <laughs> terrible, terrible. Yellow pumps are cute. Got this afro, red carpet. N- no, maybe. I can't even think where this would be appropriate to wear. It looks like a yellow, you know, you know what? Do they still sell those balloons at supermarkets where like you blow them up and then you hit them against your fist? Oh my god, uh like they have like a big like a thick rubber band at the end yes, of it and you yes. just like bounce it. That's what it that's what that dress kind of looks like, one of those big yellow but cuz they're kind of like um not what's that thing called where they're pleated like that those balloons are pleated like that dress it's awful yeah, it, it looks awful yeah, yeah. like a pop socket not pop yeah, socket yeah it looks um, like a rotten lemon 
Yeah, it just looks like a lemon head that like was left out in the sun too long. Yeah. Um, Kenya Michaels is wearing a yellow. Kenya Michaels actually looks beautiful. It's wearing a yellow dress. Maybe this is why she wasn't in the bottom too. Um, yellow dress with it looks like a tearaway, but I can't tell. Um, we we Kenya Michaels was not out as transgender on on this season, correct? No, she was not. So she was just known as being very fetchy. Okay, so she, I mean, she looks like a this is a woman on stage completely. Mm-hmm. She looks stunning. Latrice, horrible, is, a midget. You don't like it? I don't like anything Kenya Michaels does. She, she's, a, I mean, I don't like it either. But like, I still respect it. What she's doing. Okay, next. Um, next is Latrice, who was wearing a couch. Um, no, Latrice is wearing a blue and black sequins dress with the one sleeve classic, um, like pullover. Her hair is pulled back, and I can't tell. It looks like she, on her right wrist, this picture is kind of unfortunate, but the picture that I have looks like she's wearing like seven or eight VIP meet and greet like wristbands. <laughs> Am I wrong? No, you're right. Um, and I mean, she wins the challenge. I think she, I, if I remember because she's like applaud for this look. I mean, this is like classic, like g- fabulous, like pageant drag. Uh-huh. We really, really haven't seen this. On this is this, she's the first like big girl on the show that really I think exemplifies excellence mm-hmm. for me. And so I think this at the time was stunning, and I think it still is stunning. Um, I think. It would never, it would never pass in a current season. But at the time, this was like, this was good. I'm gonna what tell you something. Think? Across the board, none of these outfits would pass in a current season. None. Oh, zero. Well, yeah, zero. No, again, totally different caliber. Totally different caliber. This isn't even HD, is it? Yeah, it is an HD. Yeah. This one is. Oh lord. Yeah. Well, speaking of HD, what about a? Oh, Madame Laqueer. Oh my god. Okay. Um. This is just, this is awful. It looks like I, a Jolly Rancher. Like, she's trying to portray, like, if they did a Jolly Rancher challenge. But then she has this weird, awful, it's like an awful green, like a it's sash. A kind of, it's, it's a kind of green that, like, like, I've, like, I've, like, seen big toes that have this color. You know what it looks like? It, I see what you mean. It looks like the color of vomit. Of like the exorcist, the vomit in the exorcist. Oh, it's oh my god, pea soup fantasy. I'm yeah. here for that. Yeah, yeah, this yeah. Is pea yeah. soup fantasy for sure. Um, do I think she feels beautiful in it? Yes. Was she told not to wear green because she wore green before, and Michelle told her not to wear it. So this is kind of on her. Um, do you remember when we left oh. the season ten? finale and Madeline Queer was just standing on the street waiting for like her Uber and we didn't recognize her because she's half of the body weight but yeah she was oh my god I forgot about that that's who we saw yeah oh god hashtag memories um next up is Milan mm-hmm. Milan looks like um Milan is dressed as like my PTA award this is terrible she's in like this gold gold dress it's like a gold versace knockoff um it's shiny and gorgeous on the outside and then like on the inside it's just like straight whatever that fabric is i wish your cousin was here to talk about this mm-hmm. um she's wearing a um kelly Rowland like bowl cut it's like to the it's just bad it's so bad and it clearly wasn't expensive because she fucking rips it off like a crazy person during oh, his lip I know. yeah i know god we're so unqualified to be talking about this have you, have you ever watched um, recently um, 
uh, Katya and Violet Trotsky have been doing fashion photo review. It's been really good because Violet Trotsky is like actually like smart with fashion. I have nothing to say about this. Uh, Fifi O'Hara is wearing a white, a white showgirl-ish dress with like high red. I think it's red hair. What's funny is this backdrop. This backdrop of this of this uh, runway is. This is the last season they do this, right? This is very know. distracting. It looks terrible. It's so bad. She looks um, like a Filipina woman out on the town with her husband for like a like the big church gala. Yeah, that's probably. I mean, that's that's a generous, generous fantasy. Yeah, this is terrible. Mm-hmm. Sharon, Sharon's wearing a black short dress. She's wearing like. A little more than fucking Dieter Ritz, but she's got this, it's like a cute choker moment. She has this like short, um, Malfoy silverish hair. Again, what I love about Sharon, Sharon is, so Alaska's your favorite, Sharon's my favorite. Oh, really? I didn't know that. Yeah. And I think what I like about Sharon is that Sharon looks like shit here, but like she's still, she sold it. Mm-hmm. You know, she's doing the whole thing where she's like sending autographs and stuff. I know. I just think that she looks, she looks amazing. This was completely her season, and even when this was probably, I'm, I was looking at her looks, um, like from throughout the entire season four, probably her least uh, impressive or most underwhelming look, and it's when she's being asked to kind of do this, you know, glamour or runway thing that she doesn't really do. It's not great, but it's still she sold it. Yeah. So I will give it to her. What do you think? Awful. I think all the looks across the board are awful. Yeah, Willems is also terrible. Willems wearing Versace. No, she's um, not. She's wearing um, Vivian Westwood. Oh, Vivian, that's right. But still, it's off the rack. It's terrible. It, she looks like she, she looks. You know what she looks like? Speaking of season ten, she looks like the stuff that you would find on the inside of Aquarius look before she took that fucking stuff off. Yeah, it looks like takeout. Yes. Yeah. Um. Not a great. Okay. So, <laughs> objectively, amazing episode. Not a good episode for fashion. That's all we'll say. Well, I just think that, that the girls have just stepped their pussies up so much. Uh, I mean, the expectation at, at this point, at this point in the show, mm-hmm. the biggest fashion moment on the show was Sharon Needles wearing her apocalypse outfit. And maybe Manila's like pe- like pineapple bit, you know? Yeah. Like there was no, there's there was really it, we really haven't tapped into like major iconic like um, fashion moments on the show yet. Mm-hmm. So at the time was this less offensive i'm sure but we've come a long way molly we sure have on the main stage max muchnik shared his distaste for sharon's talking back and later sharon apologized team willem was named the winning team and all of the team members were deemed safe meanwhile latrice royale was named the individual winner of the challenge ultimately milan and madame laquia were placed in the bottom two and forced to go head to head in a lip sync battle for their lives the song Trouble by Pinky. Clothes and wigs were flying, but in the end, Milan lived to see another day while Madame Laqueer was asked to sashay away. Evan Ayers, any final thoughts on the episode? I love Pink so much, so I appreciate this song. Not a great lip sync. It's, it's one of the worst. Terrible. It's it's. This is one of those times where it's like, this is where Rude begins to hate like people who take their stuff off on, on the main stage. Um, but yeah, no, great episode. I would argue, again, I'm, I, you texted me earlier today. Like, I'm so glad you picked this. I think this is a, if you were to think of this as like a, in terms of rankings of like things that gave us the most iconic moments, 
high up there. High drag at its finest. Um, not known for its looks, but I, I'm, I think this is a, a great, great episode of Drag Race. And I think season four has this like weird rawness that I really appreciate. And I, I actually literally look forward. I'm going to watch more of this season and just like for shits and giggles tonight after watching this. Uh, yeah, you know what? I was watching it because I didn't know this was the episode that had the the Party City fight. And yeah. it's just, again, it, look, it, it doesn't reach the highs of season five. No. You know, but it, 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 here's the deal. But it sets, it, it, it lays the carpet out for it, though. Yes, exactly. So here's my, I don't know if I've ever talked about this right now. You have season one and two, okay, seasons one and two, which are, I feel like, that's when that's when Drag Race was just essentially a parody of America's Next Top Model and Project Runway. It was still in the parody world, right? Mm-hmm. Season three, Raja and Manila, they come in and they say, no, you know what? We can change this and make this a show that's actually good. Okay? Also, real quick, I take back. Raja's, Raja was bef- amazing moments, but go on. Sorry. Yeah. And then you, you, we can elevate this show to a couture level. Because seasons one and two, they're literally just doing Forever Twenty One outfits on there. On the, literally, on the I mean, fashion. the yeah. breakout star is wore sweat seal. Yeah, and season three, you see a mix of that because they're the girls who bring their Forever Twenty One shit, but then Raja brings it, Manila bring it, yeah. you know. Yeah. And uh, and so then you have that, and that changes where I think drag queens start taking it seriously, but it's still very traditional. And then this season is important because I feel like Sharon. Sharon is. Yeah. pushes it like into a new kind of drag that we had never seen if you're just only watching drag race you hadn't really seen before you know well, it's like this Sharon brings a show that is about subculture and Sharon introduces counterculture within subculture in this yes. season and it's that she just elevates it to the next level and that's why when she says she's the future of drag she's right because, hundo, yeah yeah because she pushes the show to the next level and it's because of Sharon that seasons 5 and 6 are so fucking amazing. Yes, you know? because any because at this point you know anyone can be on not anyone can be on this show but there's not a specific type of drag that is yes. not valid at this yes. point in the show. Yes. And it's almost encouraged for you if you're going to be a fucking glamour queen, you better be Roxy Andrews. Yeah, if you're going to be if you're going to be weird and be quirky, be, you know, be Ivy Winters, you know what I mean? Like, there's just there's it. it she shows that like you can, you don't have to be a America's Next Top Model like previous like employer Raja to be successful on the show. I think she really really like game change for sure. No, it is, and and then this is one of the best episodes in a game changing season because what you see is you have season one Bibi Zahara Benet, very just like traditional drag queen, right? Yes. Then you have Tyra Sanchez, who's now in essence, to at Faru at the time, the future of drag, because she's only 21, right? Yes. So she's she has, the young. She has a kid, and she has a story, yeah. so whatever. And yeah. she sees the young one. and so you, But you're still in the realm of traditional drag. And then you see Raja... Not superstar, you're just like yes. someone who did well. Yes, and then you have Raja who's like, oh shit, you can be couture and glamorous and edgy and win. And then I think Raja had so much experience in showbiz where it was almost like, eh, it was yeah, kind of unfair. Exactly. But it's because of Raja that makes Sharon Needles possible. Huge. Yeah. And it's because of Sharon Needles that makes Jinx possible. And I think it's because of Jinx that makes 
Bianca possible. Now, after and that... Make, and make stars like Adore, who didn't have to win, but still makes it yes, possible. Yes, this This is an important episode in an important season. So, even... You know what it reminds me of? Is if you go back and listen to old Jerry Seinfeld comedy, you probably mm-hmm. wouldn't laugh. Like, if you go back, there's an album he came out with in the late 90s, early 2000s called I'm Telling You for the Last Time. And it's all the stuff that he, all his jokes that he used to do up to then for stand-up. It's all old-timey stand-up jokes, right? Uh-huh. But, and you would listen to that, you like, uh, if you listen to that now, you'd be like, it's not that funny, right? But at the time, it was revolutionary. And I kind of feel that's how this episode was. Even though now that we, now, now that we have the benefit of hindsight after five or six more seasons, we can go like, oh, I guess... This episode's fine. It's good, right? It has iconic moments and stuff like that. But it, at the time, this was revolutionary, this episode. We had never yeah. seen a fight like Fifi and Sharon like that before. Yes. We had never seen someone like Latrice say, put, get those. Like, this episode is so iconic in that way. Is it now in hindsight with six more seasons after it, like, amazing? No, but I think it's an important episode and I'm glad we covered it. Do you have any final thoughts on this? Uh, no, I think I, I'm glad you appreciate I, you actually asked me to pick this episode. So I appreciate the validation of that. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, I think season four is a, a huge season and I am very much enjoying watching it. Well, here we go. Well, that concludes this week's episode of Reflections, a limited series from RuPaul's Drag Race recap. Be sure to join us next week when we recap season four, episode eight frenemies before we do that evan why are we what what why are we what is important about this episode why are we watching this one uh we're watching this episode because it is the season or the episode in which willem is disqualified from drag race it was a huge deal it's a huge deal it's the episode that we get the so i thought it was important to start with this episode because you get like the beginning of a fifi sharon um rivalry and this is the episode where in theory they both it kind of all comes to a head and in theory, one of them has to go, they both lip sync and they, one of them in theory has to go home. Oh, so you yeah. can just, I so I think episode, it yeah. call, I think it ties together their rivalry very well. And also in doing so, it brings up a very controversial um, moment in the history of the show that I personally still don't know the, some of the answers to. So I mm-hmm. think it'll be good to talk about. Okay, well, like once again, be sure to join us next week when we recap Season 4, Episode 8, Frenemies. But until then, for Evan Ayers and myself... Wops. Want to share your thoughts about Drag Race? Email us at dragracerecap at gmail.com. For up-to-the-minute news about the show, follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash Drag Race Recap and follow us on Twitter at Drag Race Recap. To find all of our old episodes, visit our website at dragracerecap.com. You can follow Evan Ayers on Instagram at Evan M. Ayers. That's E-V-A-N-M-A-Y-R-E-S. And on Twitter at Nobody Cares. That's N-O-B-O-D-Y-C-A-Y-R-E-S. Follow Joe Batanz on Instagram and Twitter at Joe Batanz. And you can also find me on my other podcast, Catching Up with Mike and Joe, available at Catching Up Podcast and wherever you get your podcasts.